0: So there is a need for uh, applying common and general requirements as established by ISO 17.029 in specific scopes. So in this particular field, we are talking about uh, uh, the scope of organization and uh, particularly uh, the the performance of organization in the field of sustainability. Accreditation is a way of life.
1: One of the actions that organizations are taking is to focus on issues of pressing importance.
0: And what the customers really want out of their accredited certification.
1: I believe we have an impact on everyday's life. It's important to be inclusive, it is important really to to, to be open.
0: And that will be one additional way to ensure that the voice of industry and user is heard and recognized.
1: Good morning everybody, I'm Emanuele Riva, the chair of IF. Today I'm here with Cesare Saccani, the president of Diligenza. Please, Cesare.
0: Ligenza is a, an Italian association uh, focused on uh, sustainability and the corporate responsibility and uh, we have been uh, honored to be involved uh, and to manage and to conv- convene the working group uh, number two of uh, IF uh, Sustainability Commission working group.
1: Yes, IF had the idea to establish a new working group in the executive focused on sustainability. There are three streamline one is this one that is convened by cesare so today cesare will explain the goal of this work of these uh, specific subgroups other two groups are focused on the carbon market and the other on the management on the scheme of sustainability so the idea is I, of if was to have an advisory committee advisory group of people open to stakeholders open to people also outside if in order to have ideas, to connect it, to be to be uh, in in the good position to understand what is sustainability, and also to to change the market on sustainability. So Cesare, which are the uh, which is this uh, working group that you are dealing with? Which are the main topics that uh, the working group is managing? Mm.
0: Well, the mm, most important objective of this group uh, is to. Uh, explore and to highlight and to study and to propose uh, documents and position papers in the field of uh, corporate sustainability information. Uh, Why? Because uh, there is an increasing demand uh, worldwide uh, on this type of information uh, coming from uh, the regulatory framework, uh, coming from different stakeholders, uh, financial institutions like banks uh, and investors, buyers and also uh, public bodies so and also in tendering procedures. So, so there is an increasing demand for accurate, uh, reliable, credible and comparable information on sustainability of different of organizations. So is it correct? Can we say
1: that this sustainability information can be considered as a claim? Is it correct to uh, to, to define this this part of
0: conformity assessment activity as a, a verification of claims? Uh, yes, absolutely, because um, both of them, I, I would say that first of all we need to uh, um, realize that uh, there is a, convent, a, a convergence uh, worldwide uh, on the regulatory framework as regard to ESG ratings and uh, uh, sustainability reporting. Uh, both of them uh, can be considered as uh, two different sides uh, of a single coin. And uh, what makes them uh, different from other type of claims? Uh, Number one is uh, the fact that the requirements uh, and this type of information on sustainability must be based on performance. So there is an important uh, uh, issues related to the performance of a company, which type of performance? The main perform, the most important performance is risk. Risk, uh, as uh, OECD uh, established uh, ten years ago, uh, risk of adverse impacts uh, on uh, organization and uh, their stakeholders uh, due to sustainability uh, effects uh, aspects uh, such as governance, social, health and safety, environment, uh, and uh, business ethics. So there is an increasing. Uh, demanded for this type of claims to be verified and uh, to be provided uh, to stakeholders in a reliable and credible way. So, following your uh, your, your, your
1: idea, so if this is a claim uh, the standard used in f- for the verification validation of claims is 20 ISO 1729. So, uh, this should be the correct uh, standard that has to be used in this area. Uh, I can understand that it is a new standard, it is new one, so there is not so much experience, also the 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 culture and the knowledge of the presentation body and the market, of course, is not high as in other standards. It's easy to speak about certification of product, certification of person, but of course when you entering a new field is always difficult, is a challenge. However, uh, we can say that uh, this is the standard that's suitable for this kind of activity because as you said it's a evaluation of the performance, so it's not evaluation of the characteristics of, of, of something uh, but it's really uh, the evaluation if the claim given by, in this case by an organization is correct or not. So uh, we can agree that uh, 1729 is the correct uh, uh, document for this activity so uh, which are now we are using now this uh, 1729 that is underlined a lot uh, the involvement of stakeholders because if you have a claim and this claim has to be verified you need to have the endorsement of stakeholders, you need to have to the, the knowledge of the market uh, and the market has to recognize the value of the claim so
0: working in working in this, uh, in this area uh, but the main features of the standards. M- number one, we need to uh, clarify that these standards uh, aims to uh, meet uh, two different needs. And, uh, first one is to uh, define requirements for uh, certification bodies, for third party bodies, validation and verification bodies, uh, and secondly, uh, and from this angle, most importantly. Um, the evaluation of programs, because ISO 17029 requires a program. Uh, this is the original part of this standard, uh, if compared with other standards uh, used uh, for accreditation, such as uh, 17021, ISO 17020, and so on and so forth. Uh, this program requires uh, a program to be applied. Why a program? Because there are too many different types of claims And the uh, scope of this standard covers uh, product, processes, uh, um, services, and organizations. So there is a need for uh, applying common and general requirements as established by ISO 17029 in specific scopes. So in this particular field, uh, we are talking about uh, uh, the scope of organization and uh, particularly uh, the performance of organization in the field of uh, sustainability. And again in terms of performance. So uh, this makes uh, original this standard. I would say in a few minutes uh, the the main features of this standard. Number one, um, uh, the standard define uh, uh, very well uh, the process to uh, evaluate uh, a claim in different phases. Uh, Secondly, uh, it uh, establishes and requires program to define the competencies of uh, uh, people conducting uh, an audit. And thirdly, uh, the um, decision process and the requirements for uh, validation verification models. So these three are the pillars. Uh, I would say that um, in in this particular field, uh, the most important feature is having a robust uh, audit uh, conducted by a competent person. Robust means uh, uh, that if we need to, if we talk about risks few, uh, with uh, or, or better risk having a, a future impact on the organization and their stakeholders, part of the audit must be carried out at site so this is in my opinion the cornerstone of this part in this particular field may not be necessary in other fields, but in this particular field the audit must be conducted at site by competent person. And uh, ISO 17029 meets uh, these uh, requirements and covers very well these requirements. So in, in this area, it's
1: very easy to, to <coughs> do greenwashing. So the main risk is the greenwashing. And uh, this is, is important that we have a, a robust uh, standard recognized worldwide as ISO, ISO 1729, a, robu- a robust accreditation program, scheme, uh, recognized by the stakeholder developed with all, all, the, all, all the members, in this case members of IF, and uh, a scheme, uh, requirements and the rules that are applied co- in the same way worldwide. So this is also the role of accreditation at the end. We as accreditation body, we guarantee that uh, things are doing in, in, a well, in a well way so they are well managed uh, that there is a trust in what the conformity assessment body is doing. So we, we provide the trust that things are managed correctly. And of course, the trust uh, is important for the person that will use the, the claim. They will use this with declaration. As you can imagine, banks, uh, investors, uh, and so on. So the, the trust is the key element that will make a link between the activity that has to be done and the accreditation body that uh, guarantee the, the, the role of the certification body. So uh, it's important to underline that uh, without the trust uh, we will have no, no value and it's important also because in this field we are entering uh, in connection with the regulators. Uh, in Europe we know that there is a directive, the CSRD directive. Maybe I give you uh, the opportunity to, to explain just a bit uh, why is so important uh, the connection between what we are doing now and the, the directive in Europe and also in other countries but Europe in this moment is the first
0: one that is starting. Uh, well, uh, uh, in Europe uh, the directive uh, 2020-2464 has been uh, approved the right uh, on December 22- 22nd and uh, it's going to introduce an important um, uh, rule for uh, corporate and organization because step by step uh, from big companies to small and medium enterprises, I mean uh, from companies uh, with more than 500 people to companies with more than 50 people, in few years will be requested to prepare corporate sustainability reporting in compliance with internationally uh, recognized standards. In Europe, the standard setter, mandatory standard setter, recognized by the European Commission, is EFRAG, and they are preparing the standard ESRS. But other standards are uh, working worldwide, such as GRI or IFRS in the Anglo-Saxon world. Um, but most importantly, uh, beyond preparing a sustainability reporting, the uh, CSRD directives requires uh, to have uh, a third-party uh, conformity assessment of such uh, uh, report and this uh, third-party assessment must be conducted uh, by three different uh, p- different type of subjects uh, auditors, audit firms and uh, accredited bodies. Um, it's important to re- uh, underline that uh, all the three players submitted by the directive uh, to conduct a third-party assessment of the, uh, of the sustainability reporting will have uh, the same value, legal value, and uh, this third-party assessment uh, will become part of the balance sheet. So it will be enclosed uh, to the balance sheet. So profit and loss, uh, balance sheet and, uh, and note. Uh, and the fourth document will be the sustainability report. Therefore, it will become very important and up beyond. Uh, at present, uh, uh, the, the market, uh, the European market uh, of, uh, for this type of um, assurance uh, is estimated roughly in uh, 40,000 companies, but uh, it must be underlined that uh, all these 40,000 companies we will be requested also to explain what they are doing in their supply chain. So it means that uh, there will be a a, a further chain of trust, uh, using your word, because we will need and companies will need to provide information about uh, what they are doing to prevent risks uh, down the supply chains uh, that may have impacts on themselves and their stakeholders. So there will be an important uh, evolution uh, and then i would say i would conclude uh, and i would not forget the relevance of uh, the effort of the european commission in combining uh, this directive already approved with an a directive that will be uh, approved probably uh, within the end of this year uh, introducing a mandatory due diligence on organisations so these are twin uh, directives that must be read jointly because both of them requires uh, any, um, an assessment, a third-party assessment on uh, organizations and mandatory or due diligence on their supplier uh, as regards to social, environmental and other aspects. So this will create uh, a, a an uh, increasing demand for this type of information to be verified according to uh, um robust uh, infra- quality infrastructure means i mean uh, standardization accreditation and mm. third party conformity assessment
1: uh, it is important now to to understand that uh, europe started with these these this twin directives as you said but it is not the only one so in now other regions uh, are looking at this uh, example this model <coughs> and it's important that uh, we we set uh, now the rules that will be used also for the uh, from from the others so this is uh, historically is a moment very important because we are putting the the base i guess for for the future legislation also in other in other continents in other regions so it's important that we follow carefully what's happening now in, in europe so and, and what, what could be for example the the benefits for the buyers for this kind of
0: uh, I, I would say that the IAF is playing a crucial role uh, from this perspective because uh, the type of information and the type of accuracy, reliability, and credibility of sustainability information will have a huge impact on, uh, by, uh, on international trades and also in international investments. For instance, if an Italian buyer needs to have uh, reliable information on a chinese uh, supplier or an indian supplier or a brazilian supplier there is a need to have a local uh, body uh, conducting a, a, an assessment on a local company on a local supplier and this type of information should be acceptable for the european market so whenever you need to select a buyer or whenever you need to invest money for european money uh, in uh, uh, extra eu companies or vice versa there will be a need for this type of information and uh, the role of IAF is crucial because the role is exactly to create uh, a common framework uh, for different uh, uh, companies in different uh, areas uh, worldwide and exactly on the because uh, IAF may ensure the mutual recognition of uh, results of conformity assessment. This will be very important to create uh, a common uh, platform for bilateral trade, multilateral trade and uh, investment. Uh, It's important, so also in this case,
1: even if uh, this directive is just limited to Europe, the the contamination in the market is not just only European, but uh, it's also outside outside the border of Europe. So it's important to understand that it's not uh, a matter for Europe, it's a matter worldwide. But this is for the private investment. Do you think that uh, this could be also have an effect for the public procurement? Uh, at least we are now we are in, in Italy, we are in Accredia. There is a huge legislation in Italy, at least for the public procurement. So it could be interesting to see if there is if there be a possible connection also to the public uh, procurement.
0: Absolutely, yes, because in Europe, uh, uh, the re- uh, European regulation on public procurement is now moving towards the green public procurement. And green public procurement means uh, uh, to uh, select, uh, or to, first of all, to introduce criteria, and secondly, to select uh, counterparts on the basis of social, environmental, and other aspects, for instance, health and safety, or also uh, business ethics and governance. So, uh, from this angle, uh, more and more regulation uh, will uh, introduce in the tendering procedures. Criteria uh, to address uh, purchasing processes and tender process, procedures on, uh, towards uh, sustainability. In Italy, we have a very good example because, in Italy, for the first, uh, in my opinion, uh, uh, as far as I know, um, there is the first legislation introducing uh, in an Italian uh, uh, tendering procedure law uh, the so-called CIM, uh, so called cr- CAM, so environmental criteria to select companies, and for instance, in uh, the first uh, um, uh, regulation as, as, re- as regards to construction, it has been introduced a, 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 a specific criteria require, a, uh, a requirement requiring uh, or adding a value for those uh, bidders having uh, a third-party validation of their uh, ESG rating on the basis of ISO 17029 issued by an accredited body. So, this, in Italy, this is the first time, in, as far as I know, uh, in Europe, that uh, the regulation on uh, uh, public tender inter- reward uh, companies having this type of uh, uh, third party conformity assessment. And I would say that the Ministry of Economic Development uh, has been doing a very relevant uh, job in this. Yes.
1: So. To conclude, YAF is about to publish the, this uh, position paper, this brochure that will help understanding better what's going on in this area on sustainability, specific for the claims. It was not easy, maybe it, uh, it's months that we are working on this document uh, with the involvement of many stakeholders. And uh, also it was difficult to make clear which was the, the meaning of 1729 why it's important uh, the claim in this uh, in this field, uh, why to use uh, a program or not. So there are, we had a lot of discussion. So I'm happy that we are very close to the publication of this document that would be very useful. I don't know if you want to give short uh, final remarks uh, on
0: I just want to uh, underline one uh, one uh, important topic. Also, the banking regulation is moving towards the same direction because uh, in Europe, uh, the European Banking Authority has been publishing uh, uh, two different documents and uh, these documents require uh, European banks to create a link between an ESG rating and uh, uh, the credit risk. And this will become mandatory from 2024, So many banks are moving in this way. And uh, this uh, accreditation system could provide them exactly what uh, the European Banking Authority is demanding. So they need to have uh, more reliable information as regard to sustainability at counterpart level. This is very important. So it means every company, company by company, there will be a need to have uh, reliable information on their uh, exposure to ESG risks. And this evaluation should be as sure as possibly by a third party, why? Because banks uh, must demonstrate to the local, uh, to the national banking authority, how they granted the loan uh, on mm-hmm. the basis of which information and having a third party evaluation could uh, help them in uh, applying uh, the regulation. So in my opinion, the IF uh, work uh, is meeting uh, the needs of different stakeholders and of course uh, the regulatory framework as well. Thank you Cesare, it was very helpful and a pleasure to have you here. Thank Thank you, you. thank you very much for your (laughs)
1: interest.